guardian angels, and patron saints. Pray for us. Well, for a couple of weeks now, we've been in the season of ordinary time, signified by the change in the color of, of vestments and, and adornment here in the, in the sanctuary. Ordinary time, of course, being the majority of the time that we, that we spend in the liturgical year, 34 weeks of the year spent in this liturgical season. It's an unfortunate translation of what we, what we mean when we refer to this season as ordinary. The word that we're, that we're translating is a word that refers more to ordered rather than lacking anything interesting, which is what ordinary often sort of signifies or implies. No, we're living in ordered time, well-ordered time, time that's been ordered by the mysteries of salvation that have been before our minds since Advent and Christmas, New Year's, Lent, and Easter. The imagery of a, of a lush garden, of a flourishing tree, appears throughout our readings today. I think that's a beautiful expression of what first this color green really refers to, a well-ordered, lush, leafy garden, something that takes a lot of work and discipline and perseverance in order to produce. So, if you've passed by the east side of the church here on 22nd Street, that uh, garden disguised as a weed patch is a place that I spend quite a bit of time during the week trying to stay on top of the, um, well, just the, the daily chores that are required to keep a garden fruitful and healthy. Trying to create a, a fruitful space there. There's a constant war going on with the pests and the weeds, and just this past week, the wind, to try to raise these, these healthy plants that I, could, that I could eat and share and enjoy. And after just a few days of not being out there to weed as I was away this week on retreat, um, I come back to, to what looks like a total uh, vacant lot, overgrown with plants that I don't want. And the cabbage and the tomatoes and the onions and the lettuce are being choked out by the extraordinary growth that takes place among these plants that, that I don't want there and that I've been steadily pulling up and throwing away. Anyone who works in a garden knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's no sooner do I weed one part of the garden I go and move on to other parts and I literally look over my shoulder and they're already coming up after I've moved on. Because the sun and the rain don't fall just for my vegetables. Right? They don't just fall on the plants that I want. They fall on everything. They give everything growth. And so I spent a lot of time reflecting on how this is something like what life is caring for our life to protect what is growing by the grace of God and to keep it from being choked out by other things. 
So my suggestion here at the beginning of Ordinary Time, let's go back and remember some of the lessons that we learned in those special seasons of preparation and celebration of Advent and Christmas, of Lent and Easter. What are the lessons, what are the teachings that stood out to me during that time? Are there good resolutions that I made or experiences and consolations, moments of transformation that I remember that I need to continue to put into practice? No sooner do I move from one part of my life to another than the things which were well-sown and growing well are choked out. Let's be mindful of that. This is the way life progresses, isn't it? In the moments of inspiration that we have, we're we're full of enthusiasm and and joy and excitement. And it's easy to do the things that that we've realized, that we've that we've come to understand. Changes in our relationships, maybe a new skill that's been acquired. But after that sweet beginning, the time, the time for perseverance and discipline displaces that, that sweetness. Every married couple knows that this is the case. We We pass from a time of poetry and dancing, taking walks hand in hand on the beach. We pass to the responsibilities of caring for a family, for a home, maintaining all the necessities of life. We ask ourselves, what happened? Many times, however, the fruit doesn't arrive until the sweetness passes and the discipline of a well-ordered life arrives. To shift the image here, the example that I'm, that I'm using, iron. In order to make a useful tool out of iron or out of steel, the blacksmith has to heat it in order to shape it using his hammer and anvil. And when that iron is hot, it is very easy to shape it, to give it the particular form that we want. But it's also not useful when it's hot. I mean, unless you're branding cattle. It's not useful. In fact, it's a little dangerous, isn't it? You don't want to touch it. It can burn you, scar you, it can set things on fire. So this corresponds to that time of, of sweetness and enjoyment and inspiration and passion. But until that iron cools and hardens, it's not possible to use it for its purpose. It's it's not possible to sharpen a knife of steel while it's still red hot. So the steel must be cooled. This corresponds to the time of discipline, habit, practice, and perseverance. It seems as if everything has died. The sweetness that, that nourished us so abundantly has disappeared. But this is the tempering of, of the steel or the hardening of the trunk of the oak so that it can stand and resist 
the winds. So, is there a spiritual discipline or a habit or a resolution that you are able to take up again here at the beginning of this ordinary time, this ordered time? We make good resolutions in Advent, in Lent, but there's no reason why we can't do the same thing, that we can't configure our lives as well-ordered during this sacred time. What might be some of those resolutions for you? I want to start every day with a morning offering, a prayer offering myself to God, a few minutes in quiet before I start my day. I want to end each day with a few minutes of prayerful thanksgiving for the, for the things that happened today, good and bad. There's no circumstance in the Christian life that I can't be thankful for. Is that live? Is that happening? Am I reconnecting or returning to the one who gave me those things? A sign of my gratitude and thanks. Maybe I want to dedicate a part of my lunch break to read some scriptures or the writings of a saint or daily meditation. Maybe I want to offer a fast on Fridays. Maybe I want to pray the rosary on Sundays or Saturdays. Maybe I want to make a commitment again to begin attending Mass every weekend without exception. Maybe I want to go to confession every month. Or I'm going to call my grandmother or my estranged brother once a week just to stay in touch. Or am I going to take responsibility for one of my coworkers who's struggling? I'm going, to, I'm going to try to mentor them or ask them how they're doing and see if I can be of assistance. Or someone in my family or my neighborhood. Or I'm going to donate some time to, to the food kitchen, feeding the hungry. Or I'm going to begin to volunteer as a summer school tutor. I've been wanting to for years. Whatever it is, right? Let's, let's take a moment today at the beginning of ordinary time to make a resolution. Maybe you know exactly what that is. Maybe it's going to take a few hours or days to reflect. Either way, let's ask for the inspiration to do that. Stir up the memory, Lord, of what it is that I need to remember from those times of blessing and inspiration in the recent past. But whatever we do, let's not forget to keep the soil of the heart clear, clean, ready to receive this gift of God's word as a seed, the smallest of seeds. We ought not despise our little resolutions as things that are beyond God's sight. These little things are what make up a fullness that will come later, that we can't predict, but that with the sun and the rain of God's grace will grow to bring shade and fruit in ways that we do not fully understand. It is easy to pull up those weeds while they're still small. And so together, let's encourage one another to live well-ordered lives in this ordinary time. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.